0: We end Pride Month with a unique perspective from Stuart Milk, nephew of Harvey Milk. I've had the opportunity over the years to work with Stuart on brand platforms that move human rights forward. The benefit of connecting with Stuart is he will always share his perspective on challenges and opportunities faced by marginalized communities. With the U.S. Supreme Court ruling on LGBTQ workers' rights, we are at a unique crossroads I asked Stuart about where the US stood as a leader in human rights. Let's jump in to our interview. Welcome everyone to this week's Three by Five. I'm really pleased to introduce uh, the co-founder and executive chair of the Harvey Milk Foundation, a very good friend of mine, a trusted mentor on many topics. So Stuart Milk, welcome to our interview today.
1: Great to be with you today, Grant. Great to see yeah. you. Thanks, you too.
0: So we're just going to jump right into the questions. This closes out Pride Month, which is a really important month now globally. And we've been, we've both been involved with many, uh, many Junes and the, just kind of moving progress forward in our own ways. Um, you know, we've worked on together on brand platforms for LGBTQ you know, issues, do you see brands and companies placing more emphasis on
1: leading with values? Uh, there are some um, brands that are absolutely just putting an emphasis on values and inclusive, uh, inclusiveness and acceptance. There are some that really have it ingrained in their culture. And then there are some that are checking a box. I think brands are starting to see that it's important that not only are they talking about this issue publicly, but that they're supporting um, societal change in the communities that they operate in. Um, For instance, I think companies have begun to really understand that for their employees to be... Um, the best, um, to give their full potential, to give their full creativity. They can't be hiding parts of themselves, whether it's their faith or whether it's their cultural background or their sexual identity or their gender identity. And so I think that, you know, companies have, have realized that, but they also need to know that those employees need to go home to communities that also nourishes, nourishes who they authentically are. Um, and we're seeing brands starting to to get into the arena of talking about inclusion and acceptance and changing societal values. Even those brands that may be just checking a box or that are saying, okay, we need to get onto this bandwagon just so that we can be on the bandwagon. I think that they end up seeing a benefit to it um, when they have um, people who um, are impacted by their step into that arena and who come out or who uh, take off their mask. That could be a game changer for them.
0: Yeah, um, we, I've worked with, over my career with companies that have both embraced kind of authentic self-expression, which we hear a lot more of these days, but then there's always been challenges too. And and you've always had really good stories about um, either leaders that you've met or or just you know people who are going through their own personal challenges. Do you have an example you can share a story you can share with someone who's really looked at being their authentic self and how companies embrace that?
1: go back to Verona Italy a few years ago they had their first ever LGBT pride and this is not unusual in Italy but the leader of the gay organization Archie gay Alex cremci there um, was not out and his family or his work so he's the leader of but this is not unusual in Italy so the leader of a gay rights organization is not publicly out and it was the first pride there was a, a another march called that day that was going to be their first ever Pride. There was a march that was called for called Family Pride, which was an anti-LGBTQ Pride march. We set up a press conference in City Hall. When I got there, it was me and an interpreter and there were no, (laughs) there were no Italian LGBT leaders that would go on camera. The press conference was good. We talked about that if you want to see a real family pride come to the lgbtq pride event because it's where that's what really families are about is accepting and embracing everyone in their family and alex was caught on camera by mistake Um, and um, when that finished he got a text message from his boss and he said oh my god my boss just texted me and i'm petrified we were like why and he said well he said alex i just saw you on tv at this homosexual thing give me a call Well, it turns out that his boss was very homophobic. Um, He worked in a mid-sized pharmaceutical company, but his boss was homophobic and was a leader of the family pride march. (laughs) So um, so he was petrified. He said, you know, I love my job. I'm just, I don't know what to do. And we said, well, we'll stay with you, Alex, but you have to give him a call. Uh, He called Alex, Uh, Alex called him. And he said, Alex, you know, you were a leader at work but I saw you with this homosexual thing. And guess what, you're a leader in life. And I'm leaving that family pride march. And I'm sorry for everything I had said because I didn't know that good people, that my best employee could be LGBT. Um, And that was a powerful, powerful moment where that unmasking, that authenticity change the whole culture of this company.
0: That's a great story. And and I think that people don't realize that because you and the Harvey Milk Foundation work around the world and globally, that all, these stories still come up every single day. I think more employers, to your point, are starting to realize that putting the amount of energy into just being your authentic self is way more powerful than trying to having to, to hide it. What's the Harvey Milk Foundation's, you know, priorities for the next 12 to 18 months with the U.S. Supreme Court ruling? At least it puts the U.S. on a little bit more of a level playing field, but what do you see as your priorities around the globe these days?
1: Yeah, so, I mean, we, we're we continuing to work on the decriminalization issue. It's really important. Um, we've got over 70 countries where it's illegal to be LGBT, over a dozen where it's punishable by death. Um, and those actually not only is it punishable by death, but that's carried out. Um, We feel it's very important to continue that. We continue to support emerge. So this is Pride Month. We're continuing to support emerging and struggling LGBTQ communities. That's our preference is to go where Pride is still a march. It's still a demonstration. It's still asking for rights. We can, we, you know, one of the things that we've worked on together, we're continuing to work with brands, we continue to do a lot of uh, infinity talks and a lot of talks um, to, to get folks to um, see what corporations can do, what brands can do to partner with um, the LGBT community around the world. This is not just an LGBTQ thing. So it's a pride march, but it's a march that includes all other minority communities and anyone who's marginalized or diminished because of who they are.
0: Yeah, I think that's the biggest message these days is that the the remembrance that everybody is is one big community, and moving forward with change requires everyone to lean on each other. Probably now more than ever before, and now is the opportunity. I've always said, um, it's not a sprint; it's a marathon. I think you've you've know that more than anybody else, and with your uncle, uh, you know Harvey Milk starting starting what was a big change that it's nice that we're still kind of still living that spirit and the values and the goals that he had set out. So
1: Absolutely, we got kitchen
0: table heroes all over the world that are keeping us moving forward. Yeah. Well Stuart, thanks for your time today. It's been great as always. And good luck with everything with the Harvey Milk Foundation and hope we can help you reach your goals in any way.
1: Thanks Grant, thanks for all you do. Thanks.